Hello, Internet, and welcome to Hot Tub Thoughts. My name is Brian Duvendak, and joining me today are Garrett and Boca from Bromance Podcast, because love is dead and movies are real. But first, we are trying out a new segment where I take an old hashtag, in this case, hashtag bad movie description, and turn it into a game show. Joining me now is Caitlin LeBron, Caitlin Schreiber, and Mason Ron Weasley Keats. How are you three doing? Fantastic. Today we're going to see which of you can guess the movie I'm describing. A group of men go on an epic adventure to return some jewelry. To return some jewelry. (laughs) The Hobbit? You're close. Lord of the Rings is correct. Farm boy tries to resist his dad's attempt to get him to join the family business. Star Wars. Which Star Wars? New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Caitlin, you have an answer. I'm slacking, man. All right. A drug-addicted girl takes advantage of a mentally challenged boy for three decades. Uh, Forrest Gump? Yep, Forrest Gump. All right, so we have LeBron in first, Schreiber in second, and Ron Weasley in dead last. Next one. A high schooler falls in love, his body goes through changes, and he starts squirting sticky white stuff all over town. Spider-Man! Spider-Man! Yeah, it's (laughs) Spider-Man. All right, so LeBron has three now. Mason, you still have none. I'm sorry. I know. I'm brain's a little skavizzled. A man ends world hunger with his rock collection. Oh, Thanos or Avengers Endgame. I'll give it to you. Infinity War. Man saves woman from drowning. Woman does not return the favor. Titanic. Titanic is correct. I've never even seen Titanic. An office worker takes pills that allows him to learn Kung Fu. <laughs> the Matrix. It is the Matrix. It is the Matrix. No, you're yeah. joking. Yeah, it's the Matrix. He was an office right when worker you, at the beginning, right and when he, he takes said pills that. and learns Kung Fu. This next one's going to be the oldest one we do. A nun bangs her boss and renounces her faith and then flees the country. The Sound of Music. It is the Sound oh. of Music. LeBron is at six now. Mason, you have second Dang. place at two. A guy and his imaginary friend take on the finance sector. A Wolf of Wall Street. No. Um, a guy and his imaginary friend, you said? Can we have the actor's name? Him and her, him or his imaginary friend? Him. Edward Norton. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. Who yeah. that is. <laughs> his imaginary friend is Brad Pitt. Fight Club. Man, really it is Fight Club. Club. Does Caitlin's friend want to swap out for her? She seems to be the... Uh, all right. A, man, a man's wife dies. He tries to get high in order to cope. Accidentally gets a minor involved. And then they go on a trip and end up being good friends when they come down. Oh, the, the balloon movie. Uh, 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 uh. uh yeah. It's up. All right, next movie description. A beautiful woman tries to pretend that she's stupid in order to get people that wear pink to like her. Legally blonde. I don't know. Mean girls. Mean girls. Very last one. Uh, Caitlin's six ahead of Ron right now, so we'll make this this one worth Six points, I guess. A man takes over a dead body in order to infiltrate a society and fuck animals. What the hell? What? Oh, Avatar! It is Avatar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is. It's Avatar. Like a baby sleeping. All right, well, thanks for joining us today, Caitlin. 
I'll Venmo you a dollar. You've made the wild allegations, but you have proven nothing. You made this a long journey just to show the world that they were right about you. You are incapable of conducting a real interview. You're a joke. I'm joined now by Garrett and Boca, the co-hosts of Bromance Podcasts and 2006 Time Magazine's Persons of the Year. Welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, that was a crazy year for me, you know. Six, crazy year. Yeah, sixth grade. I was just burning the candle at both ends. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing okay. Uh, I paused One Piece in order to be on this Zoom call. That's big. Uh, yeah. How, uh, how many of the hundreds of episodes in are we at this point? I'm only about 230. Oof. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm still relatively yeah. new to the One Piece. Uh, how far are you guys into it? I said, oh, wow, as if I had any grounds to stand on. I'm on episode <laughs> 30. I got in about two months ago, and I've just been, you know, I love it. I've just been, yeah. I haven't been able to like, sit down and binge the thing. Uh, Mr. Boca over here is a big reader, so he's probably already read the whole damn thing. Are you? Are we current, Boca? Yeah, see, that this already just kind of shows you the, how Garrett and I are different, because he's like, oh, yeah, I just started. And I'm like, I don't actually watch it. I read it, and I've read every chapter. <sighs> Based on this I taught myself Japanese. I've thought about it. It seems hard, though, so I haven't. <laughs> but I've thought about it. So real quick, can you guys break down for the audience exactly what you guys do on your podcast? That way I don't butcher it. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, Bromance Podcast, two dudes talking about romantic comedies because love is dead. Movies are real. And I never let Garrett hold the spotlight. Garrett, you want to elaborate? <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums it up. You know, we're like, we got a Bert and Ernie dynamic. I'm more the positive one. I'm more like, hey, love isn't dead. It's real. It's beautiful. It's tender. Focus like, no, that shit doesn't exist. Square up. OK, but which one's Bert and which one's Ernie? That's what we've yet to be able to figure out. Who's the tall, slender one? And is he the negative? He always seems negative because isn't it like yes. his nose and his face? That's yeah. so that's you. Mm -hmm. I'm that but one. is that Bert or is that Ernie? Uh, so then I'll ask you each <laughs> respective questions. Uh, Garrett, who is the best rom-com protagonist? I mean, so female lead for me, Sandra Bullock is like, she's she's just fantastic um julia everyone always wants to go julia roberts she always plays someone that's kind of just unlikable like if you actually go back and watch the movies it's like outside of i'm julia roberts there's actually not a lot going on she's normally like a deeply flawed human that like doesn't really redeem herself for dudes i it'll kill boca hugh grant is in my heart but i'll say uh richard gear right, uh, you're not a hugh grant guy you know what it is because i was about to say uh, Hugh Grant's character of Charles from Four Weddings and a Funeral, he's up there. Just because yeah. Four Weddings was really great, I don't even remember. If I, I don't know why. It's just on the mind right now. If you haven't seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, it's amazing. Top 10 all time. Um, another all time great protagonist. Um, well, I was going to ask you who's the worst. Oh, excuse me. Since sorry. you're the pessimist in the room. True. Okay. So we're doing. Well, oh, so the worst protagonist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Worst okay. protagonist. So they have to be someone that's meant to be the main character. You yeah. can't pick like the chick from Crazy Rich Asians who puts dead fish in uh, in Rachel's bed. Yeah, no, she's not, not the protagonist. Exactly right. Because all right, so the worst protagonist, Tom from Five Hundred Days of Summer. All right, that's fair. Mind you, yeah. I like that movie. A lot of people have turned against it. It's a great deconstruction of the manic pixie dream girl likes trope. Yes, yes. You know, so we're, we're going to be doing like a rom-com villains bracket thing. And both Tom and Summer are on there because it's uh, two bad people, depending on who you're talking to. Um, but yeah, Tom is just, uh, don't, don't, 
don't give somebody else your heart because you don't know what they're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then don't act upset when they don't treat it how you wanted them to because you gave it to them. I connected with Garrett on uh, Reddit. I think I, I, I connected with yeah, Coco on Reddit. Yeah, I'm, there the, I'm the Redditor here. Yeah, yeah. Garrett's just a deep tell. lurker, right? Oh, yeah. I lurk. I've been lurking for the better part of a decade. I just have yet to post anything, but, Dude, you know, Reddit's long time great. listener, first time caller. All right, so we connected on Reddit, and then I immediately listened to you guys' episode on Scott Pilgrim versus the World, because that's my, like, all one of my all-time favorite movies. It's great. And you compared it to 500 Days of Summer, so who's the worst protagonist, Scott Pilgrim mm -hmm. or Tom from 500 Days of Summer? Uh, are, how are how aligned are we that Scott Pilgrim is an incel? Because I feel like that was our main takeaway. <laughs> but, he, but no, but that's the weird thing too. It's like he had multiple girlfriends. Yeah, that is true. So um, it's like, are you are you an incel if women are voluntarily talking to you? So He's a voluntary incel. Edgar Wright, the director of Scott Pilgrim, he uh, he had he had pitched this to the uh, studio and they shut it down. He wanted to end the film with a like clip show showing news reports of Scott Pilgrim having been a serial killer going around murdering his crushes <laughs> uh, exes and the whole thing was just from his perception oh god oh my god yeah. and then actually the director also when filming told uh both the actor who played Steven Stills and the actress who plays uh, Julie so Aubrey Plaza both of them mm -hmm. were told to play their characters as though they have secret crushes on Scott she, Aubrey Plaza was given that classic Helga Pataki mm -hmm. of, I'm going to be a dick to you. Mm -hmm. he, 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 I'm in love with you. And it's like, if you're listening, don't ever do that. But yeah. God, I love Aubrey Plaza. That's not related to what we're talking about, but she's great. So who's worse, Tom or Scott? Tom. Scott might kill people and have delusions of grandeur. But, you know, Tom's just a schmuck. He's uninteresting. He's, he's annoying. You know what? This is why 500 Days of Summer gets a lot of shit. It's a great movie, but no matter who you are when you watch it, you're like, I don't want to date. I don't want to date whoever, which one of the two I'm attracted to, you you don't want to date them. There's no one in that movie that you actually want to be with. So it's like, at least in most rom-coms, you put yourself in the shoes of somebody and be like, oh, it yeah. could be me. This is just like, I hope it's not. At least until people like us come along and ruin all rom-coms by pointing yes. out all the characters' flaws. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes it more fun. I, I completely agree with Garrett's, uh, or disagree, sorry. Mm. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. There so. we go. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, this isn't, that's not me. Okay. This is ESPN. We got to differ. Yeah, no, because like Brian just said, right? It's like Scott Pilgrim, it seems like he might have killed people. Um, yeah. You know, all Tom did, he got way too invested in one girl. Scott Pilgrim got way too invested in this girl and also blatantly disregarded these other women in his life. Like I had a crush on Knives Chow then. And then like this actor shows up again if you watch Glow. Me first time watching, it's like, Scott, Knives is right there. Stop doing this girl who's kind of damaged hair from all these dye jobs. You know, except the only issue is Scott was too fucking old for Knives. But yeah, Knives was like, what, 16? And he's like 20 something? Oh, well, too old by our generation standards. My parents have like an eight year <laughs> age difference. But I'm a big fan, you know, Garrett, you know, the algorithm, right? It's like, oh, yeah, the take your age divided by two, add, add seven. seven. Yeah, because my parents yep. have a big age gap, too, but they're old. So fuck it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. What, <laughs> what, what was that show from? Aubrey, speaking of Aubrey Plaza, I got that from Parks and Rec. Oh, OK. I got it from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, cool. I guess yeah, multiple yeah. shows have done it. Math is, you know, universal. Let's get into some specific rom-coms we'll go over some of the like most famous ones i want to start with the wedding planner on a scale of one to ten where would you rank the wedding planner morally where are their actions on a moral scale wow one to ten 
Mm-hmm. And we'll go through a few different movies and why. If, if 10 is a saint and one is a saint, one is a demon. This is a four. And if, it's all it's all Matthew McConaughey's fault. Uh, uh, you, you don't yeah. have enchanted evenings with Jennifer Lopez when you're engaged. Okay. You Am know? I the only one who watches that film and wants her to end up with the guy, uh, the Greek guy her dad's uh, trying to up with? Oh, I mean, okay, so they do redeem him. They redeem him. as the movie goes on. The first third, it's just like he's oh, a, a comedic. Yeah, it's a clown. He's just there for. Okay. Yeah, he was better in that, like in the at least the back half, he was definitely better. Uh, that being said, like I don't know, I bug. I'll uh, I'll go with a four. Like it's like yeah, he's like he's definitely being shady. He has a girl. He should not be doing this. But we did pose a question. Is Vibes cheating? It is, but it's like the light. It's on the lighter side of, you know, if we're going to go from like putting out feelers to like, you know, full on sex. It's, you know, it's it's baby time. <laughs> so what what ranking does the movie get on a moral scale of 10 being Jimmy Carter, one being <laughs> one being Jeffrey Epstein? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the jimmy to jeffrey scale of course yeah, yeah they call that jj's um i'm oh, um, yikes <laughs> five jimmy carter is the most moral person oh I can that, that ever part's fine of. that part is totally <laughs> fine by the way i'm cool <laughs> with jimmy carter i was just like oh jesus i don't want to necessarily put anybody next to prince andrew and you know jeffrey so yeah let's let the royal family cool off for a moment um mm. Uh, yeah i mean if 10 is like sale i mean i'll go with like i I give it like a seven i think it's like it's wrong it's three points wrong but if epstein is the one then i'm gonna go at the seven that's the thing the one is so bad right now all right what's a better what's a better person for the number one like who's somebody who did non-gross crimes but still crimes Uh, or non or non-criminal gross gross things yeah Mm -hmm. charlie oh charlie sheen perfect jimmy carter to charlie sheen yeah the okay. Carter See, now scale. it goes back down. Now it's yeah. like I'd give it like a okay. She yeah, she's kind of filthy though. <laughs> I, I'm no, I'm gonna stick with my I'm gonna stick with my seven. I'm staying where I am. Yeah, but I like the scale better now. But so where are you? Oh, because the thing about the wedding planner is like in the end, we he gets away with it because yep. you know his fiance didn't want to marry mm-hmm. him anyway. So he's like, oh, cool. I'm not a bad person. Now. I was like, mm. but she didn't know she didn't want to marry you. You got lucky. Yep. You got so lucky. convenient. So many rom-coms, though, have that out at the end of, oh, but it's okay because they were doing the same thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, they're super understanding, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so what's your ranking? I, we have a seven? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say, five. I'll agree. I'll go like six. Next, I want to do Silver Linings Playbook because it's one that always gets talked about when people bring up rom-coms. Oh, everyone in that motherfucking family is lying to Pat Jr. Everyone's lying to Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. The dad orchestrated the fake letter back from Tiffany. They're also like, let's lie to him and say that Nikki's going to be at the dance competition. It's like, this man, uh, he's only just started taking his meds again. If you tell somebody with like bipolar disorder that, hey, everyone in your life that's closest to you has been secretly keeping whatever is from you in a conspiracy. Yikes. Yeah, it's, it is definitely rough. But it's like, this one of do the ends justify the means things. It all works out, but there's definitely a situation where this shit does not play out well at all. I'm, I'm a, a morally ambiguous five. All right, I want to give you guys one that isn't leaning on a they're all bad people side. My personal <laughs> Ooh, favorite okay. rom-com, uh, mm. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which is my favorite oh, we because I that. watch it and I'm like, 
these are likable human beings. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what is this? That movie just makes you happy. It really We haven't does. done it yet. We should. But it, it, that movie just makes you happy. I've only seen bits of it. I don't remember how it goes. Like, can y'all give me like a quick synopsis and I'll, I'll judge strangers. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it uh, stars this Greek girl named Tula. And her family's very, very Greek. Side note, I also love this movie because it reminds us that you can make fun of other kinds of white people. That's true. <laughs> Italians get it too heavily. Yeah. Also, another great thing about this movie, the characters look realistic. You don't see them and you're, and you're like, how the fuck is that person still single? They look yeah. realistic. They start off the movie and she is kind of dressed in like all brown. They give her frumpy hair. And uh, then she and she works at her dad's Greek restaurant and her dad's very, very Greek. And is always telling people how Greece is amazing and how all words mm-hmm. come from Greek. There's a scene where he explains how kimono is derived from Greek. Okay. Um, and then she falls in love with a uh, vegan teacher with long hair, gets a Mako. Well, she get she she falls in love. She gets a makeover, goes to college. Also love the fact that she goes to college. Like, it's not just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she needs a relationship. She g- works on herself as a person. Get that degree. Um, yeah. Yeah, goes to college and then falls in love with him. And then the next two-thirds of the movie are them navigating how to do a relationship when her family is so Greek. Mm. I, that was It was super fun for me because I watched that in high school. And, like, one of my good friends who i kind of had a crush on but never really said anything was greek and so like we watched her house her family's huge they used to slaughter goats for dinner and i'd be like ah, i don't want to watch this but the food slapped so it was like you know we're in the moral ambiguity yeah. territory plus i love a big mac and that's cows so whatever mm-hmm. so uh yeah no it was so funny because it just like the the joke that they make in the movie well, at least in my experience but so true to life where it was like also greece has been around for so long and like founded so many like you know mm-hmm from like sociology and philosophy to like world government. So like everything would always come back to, nope, that, that ancient culture stole that shit from us, no matter what it was. Yep. It was great. The dad is convinced that Windex is the cure to all ailments. So if someone has like oh, a yeah. on their hand, he just sprays Windex on it. Ow. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a chemical burn, <laughs> Christ. Yeah. So where are you guys giving uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding on a moral scale, Jimmy Carter to Charlie Sheen? that's like an eight and a half nine i mean i don't i don't know how it's, i mean i want to give room for error um yeah. but like it's 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 almost a full carter never go full carter um that's right? like a term uh, all right next up crazy rich asians so movie overall rachel's i've never seen it right? by the way oh see what? we flipped this one oh, yeah cool. you gotta take it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't nobody's seen everything. So like Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. uh, this girl, Rachel, falls in love with. I'm just going to call him Harry Golding because I don't remember the character. Nick. It's Nick, Nick. isn't it? Yeah. Nick Young. That's Nick Young. Rachel falls in love with Nick Young. Cool. Um, oh, he's secretly been rich this whole time. Don't. Uh, Worst secret ever. Yeah, but he he wasn't doing a coming to America where he's like, I want you to like me for me. Mm-hmm. He just himself was trying to distance himself his adult life from his family's money excuse me mm-hmm. so like, all right we are get, we're engaged now so it's time for you to meet this fucking family but the family's not just rich they're also powerful and they're like oh rachel's like uh whitewashed uh trash slash might be just a gold digger um and so the everyone just ever all of the back home folks on nick's side essentially torture her not torture torture but getting shit all this time and she has her one friend played by aquafina who says rom-com makeover bitches 
<laughs> and it's like uh, she sticks up for herself, but then she also thinks she's going to leave. And then Nick runs to the airport and uh, somehow gets on the plane. And then he has a speech. And the mom's like, you stood up to me. Prison rules. I respect you. So where are you ranking it morally? Rachel's perfect. She's damn near a saint. This movie is like a four. Every, these people are just so yep. mean to her. Everyone but Rachel and Aquafina is kind of the worst. Oh, and uh, yes. Ken Jong. Yeah. He, well, he's a little gross. Mildly. Yeah. Mildly. Uh, my favorite scene in that whole movie is the very beginning. I think it has one of the best movie beginning scenes. Like mm-hmm. right up there with the beginning of X-Men Origins. Because that's the only yeah. good part about that movie. That first like five <laughs> minutes when they're going through all the wars. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning of the Crazy Rich Asians is Nick and his family are visiting England when they're like little, little kids and they're with their mom. And it's like the 70s or 80s or something. And they go to this really nice hotel and they have a reservation. And the person working the front desk is like, oh, we lost your reservation. Just being really racist. She's like, can I use at least use your phone? They're like, there's a payphone outside in the storm. Mm. And they go use the payphone and then they come back in about 10 minutes and they bought the hotel and just fire all the staff that wouldn't let them <laughs> uh, stay. Yeah, flex that shit. And uh, what I you mentioned X Men Origins for some reason that just triggered me. I just want to say Wolverine invest. You're alive forever. Ten dollars oh, civil war time. <laughs> and then the fact that he's got a billionaire and or trillionaire by the time that X Men comes about, it's like, dude, you're on a Harley. You have like two nickels to rub together and like three different tank tops. Like, I don't like pull yourself people, together. And I eat beans cold out of a can. No, I won't invest. Mm. Whatever you feel like you're behind where everyone else is, or like you need to catch up, you're at a certain age. Just remember, Wolverine has freaking been through like every world war and has no money and has accomplished. I mean, he's defeated a lot of bad guys, but that's about it, you know? Defeat, man, that doesn't give you a place to stay. I know it doesn't. You can't pay the bills with glory. Why is he still going to the military? What I the like fuck how is... I like how he's conveniently always on the right side, or well, we oh, always God. on the winning <laughs> side. I should say it's always on the winning side. But like, Wolverine, you Confederate soldier. Well, not even that. He's in the fucking Revolutionary War, and he doesn't side oh, yeah. with the British. Yeah, he's from Canada. That's a they, the Canada mm, side with the British. They did, yeah. And he just went away, went against his entire country. Be like, but I really like this America thing they got going on. Very he was just on like the bad side of most of the wars, and then we just pick up a uniform and be like, oh, well, I guess we're losing. Yeah. Wolverine, he fights for the British. Then he like does a uh, war of eighteen twelve. I'm sure the Spaniards got it. And anyway, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Uh, speaking of uh, rom coms that are more recent, did you guys watch Wandavision? Oh hell yeah! What are your thoughts yeah. on Wandavision? Normally, my show doesn't talk about anything that's like even kind of recent, but I'll make an exception. Okay, Garrett, uh, you're you're finished though, right? Yeah, yeah I watched the whole thing. Go first, please. Okay. Uh, no, I really, really liked. It. I will say the first three episodes were hard for me to get through because I knew what they were going for. But my concern at a certain point was like flying blind, like you know, is the idea of like a something more is happening. I love Lucy through the ages. A TV show, you know, featuring Marvel characters, cool. Yes, but like. I did have a little bit of ADD in there. And then I think as most people would think, and they even like, I think redid a lot of the marketing materials like mm. to, you know, start including, no, 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 wait, wait, we're going somewhere. Once episode four kicked off, that thing was fantastic. And the, the, the budget in the last two episodes, I was like the bar that Disney is setting between Mandalorian and now WandaVision with 
what because netflix is what blew cable out of the water and it's like this is blowing everyone out of the water. like this yeah. is a movie um i'm glad that they did that they're doing just one like that that's the series yeah um that's super nice i don't want to have to see it also budgetarily might not make sense but like this was a nice close story very heartbreaking that like her entire family and world that she's built is just kind of like in her head um, if we tie back to like rom-coms or just relationships in general, I think like, you know, it's a good metaphor for sometimes you're with the wrong person or you're trying to make the right setup that like mm-hmm. psychologically you want to see for yourself. But like, if you pull on any of the threads of like, well, they actually aren't my person or like, they really do a lot of stuff that is toxic or like, if I was being honest with myself, like there's a good metaphor in here for like, if you really are like going to face reality, sometimes the world we build for ourselves or like, I don't know your line, but it's like the stories we tell ourselves, like Mm. when that narrative changes, your world does quite literally fall apart. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was great. I'm super excited to see what they do with a new vision. Um, I'm excited. For, excited for. I, I will say I'm a, a bit of a outside of like the Spider-Man and Batman comics. I don't actually stay current with with any of the readings, so like I don't know where they're actually going from here. But excited. I to only stay re- I only stay current with Guardians of the Galaxy and ones that don't matter because I get pissed off about how like they change something big in Thor, but then it just comes back to normal after. Yeah. Which I love Jason Aaron's Thor, but they just or Captain America is always going to be Steve Rogers because they can't let anyone else keep the shield. But stuff that's off Earth or not popular, no one cares. So they can actually yeah, yeah. change it and make fresh stories. I will say with one division, I have the exact opposite problem with Garrett in that I like, I really do enjoy sitcoms. I'm an old sitcom. Mm-hmm. Last week, so I liked those first episodes where it was both heavy sitcom and mystery, right? Whereas, like, remember episode one when you had like Deborah Do- Joe mm-hmm. Rupp just pleading on a loop, like, stop it stop and i was like what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. i was like it's both spooky and it was funny earlier so that was cool once it once we hit episode four it was like that's like okay this is a marvel movie except i'm watching it 30 minutes at a time and mm-hmm. the other issue is when you spend too much time on the internet and garrett doesn't so lucky uh you, oh you're on reddit too so like you know yeah. the people with the theories the man theories. nothing could live up to the theories we're doing reverse house of m oh they brought pietro over from x-men universe we're going to do multiverse right here we're going to do mutants right here oh the, 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 oh, the big cameo in the last episode is magneto going to show up and, and, and it's like just oh, another paul bettany it's just another paul bettany and it was cool i like i like the cool. ship of Theseus yeah. thing um but my one last thing I have to say, shout, I love Catherine Hahn. I've been leading the Catherine Hahn fucking rally cry since like stepbrothers. And I was like, I'm into that. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I remember two, three weeks ago, somebody asked me, who's your weird celebrity crush? I said, oh, I'm watching WandaVision, Catherine Hahn. Who's she that? is really hot in a and way that, that I can't explain. Especially the, the 80s <laughs> one where she had the big hair. Yeah. All right. Something I like to ask basically every guest I have as of the last interview I did, the Scooby-Doo gang. Which drugs do you yeah. think each member is on? I'll go first. So that way I can also feed you the names, right? All right. So Scooby, that's the dog. You rolled your eyes, but you're thinking. About I know. It. I know the gang from Scooby Doo. I don't. So the rolling joke in our podcast. I don't remember the names of any of the characters in the movies, but it's like it's like if you were like, what are the characters in Tom and Jerry? I'm not going to sit here and ponder. Maybe I should give you more credit. But uh, all right, Fred steroids mind you he's not lifting enough but he is on steroids well in to- uh what's new scooby-doo he there's a reoccurring joke that he brings up how much he can lift all right so scooby scooby do is hmm, what's he on what can give you the ability to talk when you can't i'm gonna say lsd shaggy's just smoking the reefer daphne she's on caffeine pills and then velma on adderall 
Daphne's on Coke. The dog is on animal tranquilizer. Shaggy is on LSD. That's why he can hear the dog talk. Velma's on Adderall. Did I already say that? No. Uh, Fred is, I think he's on like TRT, like hormone replacement therapy. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You want to plug your show real quick for my like 20 listeners? For sure. Yeah. You can follow us at Podcast Bromance on Twitter and Instagram. Go to anchor.fm slash bromance pod to like, support, and listen to old episodes. Follow me at Bocalaboke on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Garrett on Twitter at GBalliette. He promises he's going to use the website more. Thank you once again to Garrett and Boca for coming on to the podcast. Make sure to check out Bromance Podcast on Spotify or wherever else podcasts are sold. Also, let me know on Twitter at Brian Duvendeck what you thought of that first opening segment where I turn a hashtag into a game show. Let me know what names could be, what future hashtags could be, what your thoughts were on this one. Any feedback you want, send it my way at Brian Duvendeck on Twitter. We, unfortunately, are running a little short on time today, so we will not get time to do a Smartass 5, but I will leave you with a hot tub thought. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when you think about it. In Power Rangers Zeo, they're powered by the Zeo crystals. And we learn at the end of Mighty Morphin that the Zeo crystals are some of the most powerful things in the universe, and that over time they grow increasingly more and more powerful. So throughout Zeo, they should have gotten even more powerful, and they should theoretically become more powerful with each season. And they're one of the few Ranger teams that didn't lose their powers at the end of the season. They just switched over to the Turbo powers. So do the Zeo crystals still exist out there? Have they been growing in power? Why is no one using them? We could have the most powerful Power Rangers ever with a new Zeo team. Also, why did they switch to Turbo? The Zeo crystals were more powerful. Just according to the show, the Zeo crystals were more powerful. If they were able to create morphers more powerful than the Zeo morphers, why'd they have to go through this whole quest to retrieve the Zeo crystals at the end of Mighty Morphin? It just doesn't add up. Makes no sense whatsoever. Also, Turbo's dumb. Alright, Zeo, I don't even remember what the Zords were, but at least that means I don't remember them being particularly bad. They weren't as cool as, like, the Jungle Fury Zords. Sorry, Wild Force is what I meant. The Wild Force Swords, the Wild Force Swords were so cool. But they weren't as dumb as giant cars. That's all they were. They weren't even giant most of the time. They were just cars that, when they wanted to more make the Megazord, they became giant cars. It was dumb. I didn't like it. It was stupid. They should have just kept using the Zeo crystals or did something else. Also, I didn't like that they made a small child turn into a Power Ranger. And then they we got that really cringy CGI scene where we see him growing into a full-grown adult. It's not good. It has weird implications that this small child is convincing every adult in his life that he's just hanging out with this group of teenagers who disappear for entire chunks at a time, and has no explanation of where he's going otherwise. It's sketchy. I don't approve. This has been A Hot Tub Thought with Brian Dubendak. Remember that no matter what it is that you're passionate about, pursue that passion. Don't let anyone put you down. Don't let anyone keep you from being you. You 
do you boo? Also, tater tots are better than fries. I know I've said that before, but I can't overstate this enough. Why do we keep serving fries? What's up with the fries? There's too many fries. Get tater tots. McDonald's. Get tater tots. McDonald's tater tots. Burger King tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tots.